Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. All right, so we're going to start uh, the Mark K Show today with a really witty and funny open mic message that we got, but our computer locked up. Oh, look, it's back. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's perfect. Uh, 855-765-1045. Listen, a lot going on today. Let's uh, maybe we'll, well, you know what, maybe we'll just wait on the. Maybe we'll just wait on the uh, the open mic till the next break. Listen, we got a, uh, a very exciting show. First of all, it's going to be uh, cut short again from Governor Ron DeSantis, who, I mean, literally, guy just spoke yesterday, but apparently now he thinks he's Andrew Cuomo, and he's going to be speaking every single day. That's, a, a, that's I guess, like, that's, a, that's the new hotness when you're Ron DeSantis. But Ron DeSantis, I mean, here's the thing. He is experiencing an upswell, uh, upswing of support and a groundswell of, of positive uh, feedback from the reopening of Florida. In fact, yesterday I saw people... People tweeting from the uh, from some major news outlets, not all of them, but some of them that said, you know, Florida and what they're doing there is a, a model for the rest of the country for mitigation, for reopening, for keeping the economy afloat and for keeping cases down. Because when you look at the rest of the country, uh, you'll see that Florida, despite the negative press that he received early on, and despite the uh, the negative attention and uh, negative um, negative uh, you know name calling basically that Ron DeSantis was was uh, was experiencing when this whole thing started, it, it, we really have done a fantastic job at keeping our numbers at bay and now reopening in a safe. And and uh, and secure way that's going to help our economy and and the beaches open up fully today. A lot of restaurants are already open. Town center reopening just in time for Mother's Day. So a lot of good stuff going on. And I think a lot of that leads to or is because of the fact that that Ron DeSantis has kind of been playing by Donald Trump's playbook. He has not been taking the bad uh, publicity and the bad press. He has been attacking it head on. I mean, we played you that press conference he had last Friday where he was he was throwing shade at Governor Cuomo. He was throwing shade at Governor Whitmer. He was throwing shade at the media. And he was he was praising everybody here in Florida and saying, look, this is this is why we're winning. You know, and this and we're not just we're not just being uh, socially abrasive and and being, you know, dictators. We are keeping the uh, rights of Floridians intact and we are also keeping them safe. It's possible to do if you just think it through, um, unlike any of these other these other governors that are just real. You know, they're like ready, fire, aim. And that seems to be and that seems to be continuing is as much as the states like Texas and Tennessee and Georgia and, and Florida are looking to open up quickly. It's almost like as we're looking to open up our economy and send our people back to work, the other states are looking to impose even more restrictions on their on their citizens. And they're, they're looking to, to take away even more rights, if that's even possible, of the people that, that put them in office in the first place. So it's really kind of it's really kind of interesting. But, you know, Ron DeSantis, he does have a mentor in Donald Trump. Donald Trump came down here, campaigned for him, uh, you know, was had a huge hand in him getting elected. And last week he sat in the White House with Donald Trump for a joint press conference. And that's when I think we really start to see him, uh, you know, take on that Trump Trumponian kind of kind of existence that, hey, I'm not going to just take your crap. I'm going to give it right back to you. And if you're wrong, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. In fact, here's. Here's one of the questions, one of the first questions they asked him last week at the White House. Let me hit the button. 
Governor DeSantis, you did face quite a bit of criticism for not closing your state as soon as some did. Uh, there's yeah, a lot look of attention. What have the results been? You look at some of the most draconian orders that have been issued in some of these states and compare Florida in terms of our hospitalizations per 100,000, in terms of our fatalities per 100,000. I mean, you go from D.C., Maryland, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, you name it, Florida's done better, and I'm not criticizing those states, but everyone in the media was saying Florida was going to be like New York or Italy, and that has not happened. Yeah, so you can tell he's all fired up. First of all, great use of the word draconian, which, by the way, does not come from Draco Malfoy uh, in Harry Potter. A lot of people get that wrong, although Draco, Draco and the Malfoys were also very draconian in their viewpoints. But look, I mean, and he's right, and I was, I was explaining this to my, my kids and my wife yesterday. I was like, look, you know. Uh, Andrew Cuomo, everybody thinks that guy's the next president. Everybody thinks that guy's the bee's knees. Everyone's like, Andrew Cuomo, rah, rah, rah. Well, when you look at New York, they're having a much more difficult time organizing their relief and, and keeping their citizens at work and keeping people's rights from getting violated, um, you know, left, right, and center than anyone else. And sure, they're more populous than everyone else. They've got people stacked one on top of the other. But at the same time, you know, uh, in Florida, we, I mean, we've, got, we've got a ton of people in Miami. We've got a ton of people in Tampa. And, um, and our governor's found a way to do it. Places like Michigan and, and New Jersey, they just, I mean, it's just, uh, it's just, it, it's a ridiculous reaction. And it is something that has been, that has been wildly unpopular and ineffective, which is the real issue. If you do something that's effective, you know, if you're Governor Whitmer and you tell people you can't go out and garden in your own front yard because you could get coronavirus and die and it's effective, then great. But what you're seeing in Michigan is that her 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 orders are ineffective, that people aren't necessarily, uh, you know, that the uh, that the virus isn't going down, that the death toll isn't lowering. And so you need to sit back and, and think, OK, how can I best do this? Plus, she's looking at a coup. Same thing in Kentucky. Same thing in a couple of other of these states. So it's really interesting, and, and Ron DeSantis definitely deserves a whole lot of praise for it. He, he went on. I want to play you this next part, too. Because we understood we have a big, diverse state. We understood the outbreak was not uniform throughout the state, and we had a tailored and measured approach that not only helped our numbers be way below what anyone predicted, but also did less damage to our state going forward. I had construction going on, the road projects, but we did it in a safe way, and we did it, I think, in a way that is probably more sustainable um, over the long term. So I think people can go back and look at all the criticism and then look now, and nobody predicted that Florida would. We have challenges. This is not an easy situation. We've had people in the hospital, but I am now in a situation where I have less than 500 people at a state of 22 million on ventilators as of last night. So there you go. And again, looking at all of the pros, looking at all of the benefits, when you look at the numbers, and that's how everyone's looking at this virus. You have to look at this virus by the numbers. What do the numbers say? Are the numbers of, of is the mortality rate higher in these states that have these, these draconian orders, as the governor said? Okay, if that's the case, then draconian orders obviously don't work. Is the mortality rate lower in Florida? Yeah, sure. I mean, the, the mayor gets on there all the time and says, look, we had four new cases or five new cases. You know, we're at, of all the people even tested in Duval, if you go and get tested, if you test 10 people in Duval, one of them may have coronavirus. That's 1%. That's way lower than the state and the national average. I mean, in New York State, it's 30%. So we are doing things right. And at the same time, we've got our beaches open and we've got our our businesses open. 
And we've got people that are that are, you know, uh, that are in a mentally better state. Nobody is talking about overthrowing the government or storming the Capitol with guns. And it all comes down to that leadership. And I think a big uh, I think a big issue with Ron DeSantis's leadership is that he has had that mentor coming down from Washington, D.C. and Donald Trump. And if you watch and if you listen in these press conferences, he's more and more like the president every day. He'll cut off a dumb question before it's over. He'll move on. He'll answer directly. He'll give you facts. He will negate arguments that he thinks are overtly critical of him and his administration. And it's a it's a system that, first of all, I feel like I mean, if you're an elected official, it doesn't mean you're a pushover to the press. If you're an elected official, you need to you need to treat these people, you know, the way you need to teach them who's boss. They're there to ask questions and get information, not make up narratives and and, and figure out ways to get you to trip up yourself and say something stupid so that they could write about it and uh, and make you into a national laughing stock. That's not the job of the media. I mean it shouldn't be the job of the media. Unfortunately, for most of them, that's exactly what their job description says. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday. And I do want to get to some of your phone calls. There's one other story that just made I thought was ridiculous. Um and it and it actually got the president's family involved on TikTok, if you can believe this. We'll talk about that in just a minute. We'll get to your phone calls. We do have the governor uh, coming up here at 11 a.m. We will take that live. More of the Mark K shows on the way. So stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. The Mark K Show, 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And uh, real quick, we're going to get to some of your phone calls here in just a minute. We have a whole bunch of people that want to get in for whatever you want Wednesday. And the governor is one of them. He actually, I mean, he doesn't want to get it. He's just going to take over the show uh, here at 11 o'clock or so. But before we get into that, I wanted to share you this story, which shows once again just the um, the difference between liberals and conservatives and not the you know, not the positive differences, but the negative differences. There is this there is this certain, uh, you know, idea in the world that conservatives are disapproving of others and conservatives are racist and xenophobic and conser- intolerance. Everyone always talks about how intolerant conservatives are, which I'll be honest with you. I know a ton of conservatives. I can't name one that's intolerant, at least not nearly as intolerant as some Democrats. And there always seems to be some kind of uh, there always seems to be some kind of evidence popping up on social media of of, of liberals just not. Wa- I mean, they whether it's whether it's, you know, throwing stuff through windows or beating people up for wearing red hats. It, there's tons of it. So uh, there was a TikTok video posted yesterday by a girl named what is her name? Her name is Tracy Betcher. And Tracy Betcher is on TikTok, which is, you know, one of the one of the social media uh, type. It's like a Snapchat or an Instagram, whatever. And she posts this video. And I'm going to play it for you here in like 35 seconds. Uh, but she posts this video yesterday. And she's very upset because of something her liberal parents told her. That she, she that, that her liberal parents came out and instead of being supportive of her decisions and instead of being happy for her, they basically have cut her out of their lives and have refused to do something very meaningful and important to her because 
of her ties to conservatism. Listen, to, this is her uh, this is her TikTok video that's being posted everywhere now. So my parents hate my fiance because he's a conservative and they're liberal and they refuse to go to our wedding. And they gave me an ultimatum of choosing between him or them. So I chose myself and that I chose what would make me happiest in the long run. So I chose my fiance. So if anyone has a dad that would like to walk me down the aisle, let me know. So here's this young girl. She's on TikTok. She's getting um, engaged to this guy that she loves. And her parents refuse to attend the wedding because her fiance is a conservative. A conservative. Not that he's a different religion, not that anything like that, not that he comes from a different country or they hate immigrants. I don't even know. But just the fact that he's conservative, that he votes for Republicans, that he probably supports Donald Trump. And you can see that she is just on the brink of losing it. And she goes on TikTok and says, look, my own dad is not even going to walk me down the aisle. If anyone has a dad out there that would be willing to stand in, uh, you know, let me know. Because I've got till December, I've got to find somebody to walk me down the aisle because my own parents refuse to show up just because my fiance is conservative, which I, I mean, when you talk about it, I don't ever want to hear another Democrat talk about the intolerance of the right or talk about the uh, Donald Trump being racist or xenophobic or hating people or, or Republicans being, you know, being being a, what, a bunch of angry white dudes or whatever it is. There is so much intolerance in the Democratic Party that these parents are basically disowning their daughter for no other reason than just because the guy she's marrying votes Republican. Well, Don Jr. Uh, got hold of this. One of his uh, one of his friends uh, sent it to him. So he reposted it on, on Instagram and he wrote, I came across this TikTok. By the way, Don, you misspelled TikTok. It's T-I-K, not T. And it doesn't matter. Uh, when my buddy posted it, it's truly sad that there are those in this country who would choose politics over their own children and their individual beliefs. But I applaud this young lady for standing up for what she believes in and not caving into the nonsense. If her father won't man up and walk her down the aisle at her wedding because of politics, it would be my honor to do so if she can't find someone better slash more deserving than me. LMK, which stands for let me know, and God bless. So there you go. She goes on TikTok and says, my parents are liberal haters. They hate my fiance. My dad refuses, refuses to walk me down the aisle in December. And uh, barring anyone else more qualified and important stepping up, Donald Trump Jr. will be doing that for her on the most important day of her life. I mean, it makes me it makes me happy that the first family is in tune with this kind of stuff and willing to step up. But it's also really sad that anyone that anyone should have to go through that. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right, we can take another quick break. We will get to your phone calls coming up here in just a minute. Shannon says Ted Nugent. Please walk this young lady down the aisle. <laughs> that would be, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'd actually prefer that to Don Jr. 855-765-1045. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. All right, more programming notes. So uh, we're expecting Governor Ron DeSantis around 11 a.m. We're not really sure when he's going to take to the stage, but when he does, 
We will bring it to you live. Also, Clay County officials will be updating us on the situation in Clay County. They'll be doing that at 1130. We will not be taking that live. If you're interested, you can uh, check out WOKV on Facebook or, uh, you know, just listen. I'm sure they'll they'll recap it for you. Uh, and then, of course, we're all excited about the Blue Angels. They're going to be con- uh, continuing their flyover tour, and they're going to be here on Friday flying over Jacksonville. We're not sure exactly what time, but uh, probably during the show because that's when everyone, people, always they love interrupting the show. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday today. So whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about it. And we kick it off with Susie from Middleburg. Hi, Susie. How are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Doing great, Susie. What do you want to say on this whatever you want Wednesday? It's Trump Day. See, now I feel like it's actually whatever you want Wednesday. 855-765-1045. Lisa in St. Augustine. Lisa, hi, how are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark Show. Hey, Mark. Thank you so much. I first want to say I'm so grateful to you guys for giving us truth and humor every day. Oh, we appreciate that. Thanks, Lisa. Anyway, I just want two things, if I may. Yeah. Um, I just was livid. I was livid this morning when I heard... Um, uh, you probably heard it too, but maybe the listeners have it about a, a salon owner in Texas who is just uh, dying on the vine. They said, "Man, she just has a lot of people that works for her, and she decided she was going to open up anyway." And so they arrested her. Or they gave her a uh, citation or whatever. She tore it up, took her to court, and the judge says, "Hey, I want you to tell us you're selfish, and I won't put you in jail, but I'll still find you." She said, "I am not telling you I'm selfish. I'm putting food on my family's table. I." can't take it. I can't go anymore. Not another day. And neither can my employees. Yeah. They want to see their kids. And, um, I mean, they're letting criminal, they're letting rapists out of jail and putting her in, a taxpayer who just wants to work and feed her kids. And yeah. the other thing I'll say is, you know, Mark, that the Democrats and the media will not let this thing go until after the election. And I pray to God we get a cure or something or a virus or, I mean, um, you know what I mean, a shot or whatever, uh, in order for them to let the, the vaccine. Go. Yeah, listen, Lisa, great. First of all, that I did see that story is everywhere. That's a big, it's, it was in Dallas. Her name's Shelly Luther, and she's a salon owner. And she basically it, it defied a court order to, to shut down, to stop working because she said, I needed money. I didn't get, I didn't get any money until Sunday from the government. It's been since March since I've been able to do anything. I have a family to feed. I've got employees. Um, the judge uh, issued a temporary restraining order against her business. She defied it. So they hauled her into court, fined her $7,000. And then when you're right, the, the judge was, and this is a clear case. This is a clear case of just judicial uh, jerkiness. I don't think that's, I don't know if that's the actual, but this is just a guy just abusing his power. And he's probably seeing what all these governors are doing. He's like, I can just do it too. But basically, uh, she said, I couldn't feed my family and my stylist couldn't feed their families. Um, you know, the, the judge, a guy named Moye, gave her an opportunity to apologize, which is so patronizing, so patronizing, to apologize and promise not to reopen her salon until she was allowed to do so, saying he would consider levying only a fine in lieu of incarceration, which, quote, you've demonstrated that you have so clearly earned. So not only is he threatening to fine her and throw her in jail, he's saying you deserve to be thrown in jail for opening your hair salon, for continuing to work. To not stealing money. She didn't break into a hair salon and steal money. She didn't break into a liquor store and steal money to provide for her family. She went to her business, a small business owner, opened it up, started cutting hair so she could make money, trade money the way true capitalists do for, uh, for, for you know, a good or a service that somebody else desires. 
And this guy, this uh, this ridiculous judge, threatened to throw her into prison and said, you clearly deserve this. Now, I think what he was referring to more, uh, more so was her violating the court order. Because what she was originally arrested for was contempt of court. And that's how they get you. You know, They say, hey, look, we're ordering you not to open. And then when you open... It doesn't matter what, you're in contempt of court, and that's something that gets, that's punishable uh, by a fine or prison time or both. Now, the worst part of this story is that this happened, I believe, yesterday. Yeah, it was Tuesday. It was during a hearing yesterday. This happened yesterday, and uh, Governor Abbott in Texas ordered all hair salons, uh, th- uh, allowed them to reopen Friday. So this happened on Tuesday, three, four days later. All of these hair salons are going to be allowed to open without penalty no matter what. But she was like, I couldn't wait. You know, I had to do it. I had to do it. I can't just live under these uh, draconian principles any longer. I can't, you know, we have to, feeding my family is more important than your stupid bench warrants. And the more and more you're going to see, this is going to end up in a lawsuit. This is going to end up in a lawsuit against the uh, the county, against the state, against the judge, against everybody. Uh, because the lawyers, listen. The lawyers are not going to miss a beat, man. They know the Constitution inside and out. They know that when these things start to settle down and that when these things start to come to light, this is this is chum in the water for for the attorneys. They are going to be out there in Texas if they're not already. And they are going to sue everybody, you know, because they want to make money. They want to settle. But in doing so, uh, this sets a, a really dangerous precedent. So I like I say, this is where this is where the court system comes into play. You have the right to sue any jurisdiction for anything you want. And if you get a good enough attorney, um, you know, you could change not only your life, but also you could keep these violators from violating anyone else in the future. 855-765-1045. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Lisa. We really uh, we really appreciate it. I like what you said, too. They're letting rapists out of prison, but they're arresting uh, moms for cutting hair. It's ridiculous. 855-765-1045. Tom on the north side. How are you, Tom? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm good. How are you today? Great, man. What do you want to say, sir? Well, you know, the, probably the biggest problem is that the people making the rules are not the people that are really affected by the rules that are made. Uh, you know, I understand that you could, I understand you could have all the money in the world and still be up to your eyeballs in debt. But a lot of these people, the, the politicians that are making these rules, they're they're not hungry. They're not trying to feed their family. They're right. not trying to pay, you know keep other people in business. I mean, uh, uh, you know, they have employees and whatnot. And so, really, once again, the politicians are totally out of sync with reality. Oh, they. Have, I mean, this is. Here's the thing. Yes, they are and no, they're not. They know how bad it is for people. They know how much people are struggling. A lot of them, though, especially in the House of Representatives, don't care. In fact, they want the people to be on a lower level than them. They want the people to be dependent. This is the thing. You're, and this is a big issue. That This is what's at, at stake now between the Democrats and the Republicans going into the next phase of American politics in the American election. Because you've got Mitch McConnell saying, we've got a whole, they're already throwing up fourth and fifth stimulus bills. He's like, whoa, 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 hang tight. We're not just going to keep handing people money. That's not how this country works. But for the Democrats, that's exactly how they work. They want the people dependent. They don't want you being able to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. They don't want you being able to get to that next level without them. They don't want you really being able to do anything without them. And whatever you can do, they want to have a hand in it. They want to control it, whereas the Republicans and Donald Trump especially are like, screw the government. 
You know, we're not here to rule your lives. We're here to make it easy for you to rule your own life. And that's why Donald Trump doesn't interfere with the states and the governors. He only steps in when they ask him or when he needs to. That's why Donald Trump's like, we got to open this country back up again. The economy, the cure cannot be more deadly than the disease. And for a lot of people like this mom, it is because she doesn't have coronavirus. She didn't get coronavirus. She didn't die. Now she's in prison because she wanted to go to work. It's ridiculous. And it's got to stop. 855-765-1045. And also, it, it also big, begs the question, who are these judges and who are these sheriff's departments and who are these police officers who are arresting these people for working, for praying, for pushing their kid in a swing, for having a play date? Where do these people come from? Because there's a point where you need to base your judgment on what you're told to do and what you know to be right. 855-765-1045. We do that here every day. They tell us all this stuff, and we just come in here, ah, you know what, we know better. 855-765-1045. Quick break, more of your phone calls coming up. It's the Mark Show on 104.5 WOKV. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. People are calling in our local businesses. Haven't they suffered enough? Yeah, that's the other thing with this woman in Texas, too. Apparently, uh, she was snitched on by someone like when it, someone that ran a business down the street. They were like, oh, my God, she's open and she's a hair salon and she's not supposed to be. Which, you know, we had that. Our mayor, he set up the snitch line here, too, which I wasn't a big fan of. Um, but, you know, he was, he was like, look, we have the stay at home order. And if if your boss or you know of a business that's, let it, that's making people go to work when they can clearly work from home, call us up or tweet us and we'll take care of it. And I just, you know, that's not that ain't cool. But, you know, whatever. Wow. The government has turned people against people. Isn't it amazing? No, I will not snitch on a business. As a matter of fact, I'll welcome it. Yeah, that's how I mean, that's what happens. Basically, it's uh, you, you divide and you conquer eight, five, five, seven, six, five. Uh, 104.5. This is Kayla in North Dakota. Hi, Kayla. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm good. How are you? Doing really well, Kayla. What's up? Well, so I'm in North Dakota, and our mayor basically just asked us to have common sense. Right. And we've been fine. We have very low deaths, nothing to worry about. In mm-hmm. fact, there's not even any cases around me. But my home state, Washington, um, Governor Inslee, has started doing stuff that is um, overreaching a lot. Oh, you're from Ohio and, originally. Uh, Washington. Oh, Governor Inslee, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're from Washington. Ohio's yeah, DeWine, I keep forgetting. Yeah. yeah, I keep getting all my socialist yep. uh, dictatorial governors confused. Anyway, well, so what were you saying? <laughs> right? Well, he has decided that he's going to bring in 1,500 um, personnel, including the Washington National Guard, to um, trace and do isolation mandate. Mm. And if a contact tracer tracer knocks on your door and says that basically you could have been in contact with COVID or whatever, you are on a mandatory lockdown. And there will be volunteers that will isolate you, make sure you stay isolated, and but they'll be there to provide you for food and medicine and stuff like that. Wow. The, you know, the, the whole thing with contact tracing, that is, 
I mean, really, the, the, you know, the lockdowns and the shutdowns and things, that's bad enough. But contact tracing is how they really are going to take control of everybody. Because for those of you that are contact tracing basically means like, let's say I got coronavirus, right? Then they would they would say, OK, who has Mark K been in touch with? Who has he seen? Well, the other Josh we got to go check him out. Hannah, we got to go check her out. Even, you know, even like Rich Jones, everybody in this building really that works here has contact and can be contact traced to me. And therefore, the government, like, let's say the government, all of a sudden, a bunch of Democrats don't like this radio station because we play Rush Limbaugh or we play Sean Hannity or we play me or all of us. I mean, we play all of them. let's say a bunch of Democrats don't like the radio station. They're going to be like, you know what? All you people. We uh we contact trace you back to someone who may have had COVID-19. So you guys all have to go isolate for two weeks. And all of a sudden, radio stations off the air. And that's where the power really comes in. And it's it's sad to hear that that's happening in Washington. It's great to know that you're in North Dakota. But that's one of the things that people need to be really concerned about and are concerned about is now that we've given away this much power, how much power can we give away next? And are you really going to let a governor say you are a healthy person? You do not have COVID-19, but just because you knew somebody who knew somebody who heard from a friend that saw Ferris pass out at the 31 Flavors last night, you now have to stay in your house for two weeks, and we have guards. We have guards that will feed you, and they will give you medicine if you need it, but they will not let you leave. That's prison, folks. That's prison for no reason whatsoever. And I hope that that doesn't happen in Washington State. If it does... I'll be honest with you. I, Washington State, there's not everybody there is liberal. There's a lot of folks living out in the woods that are not going to let that kind of thing happen. 855-765-1045 is our number. Thanks so much for calling and let us know about that. This is Jan- Janice in Delaware. Hi, Janice. How are you? I'm doing good. And yourself? Oh, doing really well. What do you want to say, Janice? Well, I borderline two states. I live 150 yards in Maryland. Yeah. I get, I, I'm from Delaware. So for me to go to stores, I refuse to wear a mask because this is a crock of crap, this virus. I worked in infectious disease at a major hospital in Delaware for years. We've already seen this virus. This is a new strain. And if people were dying by the millions, like dropping like flies, I would consider wearing a mask. But they're not. They're older people. This is a typical cleansing of the planet, so to speak. The other thing, too, is this is just another way to throw out McCarthyism. You're trying to pinpoint... Who's got what and who knows who and what they might have. I also carry a gun. So when I go to the store with my gun on and I'm not wearing a mask, I'm like, call the cops. I don't care. I'm willing to go to jail, take a ticket, whatever you want to do. But I'm going in there so I can live my life. Yeah. And I have never been approached by anybody with this. And I'm not giving it to them with a haughty attitude or with disrespect. I'm letting them know that I'm standing my ground as a former person who served in the military. Yeah. That this is my right and you need to deal with it. Janice, are you from are you from Southern Maryland by any chance? Um, no. Oh, I'm originally from Delaware, up in Wilmington. Oh, okay, all right. Because I thought you know you won't carry, won't wear a mask, carries a gun everywhere. (laughs) That sounds like my relatives in Southern uh, Southern Maryland. But that's a great point, Jason. We appreciate you calling too. And uh, and you and you and you're right about a lot of things. You you have the right to not wear a mask, and you have the right to carry a weapon, and no one really has that right to take it away from you because you haven't done anything. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Quick break. We're expecting Governor Ron DeSantis at 11 a.m.-ish. If he comes on, we will bring him to you live. If he doesn't, we'll be back with more of your phone calls, so stay tuned. It's Whatever You Want Wednesday on the Marque Show on 104.5 WOKV.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Governor Ron DeSantis speaking live in Miami Gardens. Uh, a couple of the, the key points he hit was that the next phase that we're going to get into here in Florida is the antibody testing. And exciting news, we're going to have antibody testing here in Jacksonville. In fact, Lot J over at TIA Bank Stadium, they're going to take one of the lanes for um, coronavirus or COVID-19 testing, and they're going to turn it into an antibody testing lane. And these new tests that he ordered can get you a result in 15 minutes. So you go there, they draw blood, you wait 15 minutes, and you'll know whether or not you have the antibodies. Of course, they're going to start with all of the, um, you know, where the healthcare workers and, and first responders and things like that first. But it's something that they definitely want to have a grasp on. They want to know who's got the antibodies because then it'll give us, um, you know, the go ahead to start opening up, knowing what kind of a what kind of a rate of uh, of um, immunity we have here in the state of Florida. So all good news, and you know, the governor taking control again. We have to take a quick break. Uh, when we get back, we'll have traffic, weather, we'll have the news, we'll have more of your phone calls too. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. It's the Mark. Show on 104.5 WOKV. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch the Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. You're damn right, I'm going to read. They should be wearing masks to protect me, just like I wear masks to protect them. Uh, like I said, he'll rat out his neighbors if uh, hey, if they see him walking around without masks or opening up their business. You know what? And that's the thing. They're pitting Americans against each other. And maybe that's why Ron DeSantis also wants to get these antibody tests in here because he's like, hey, look, if we get these antibody tests in here, then we're not going to be able to. No one's going to be afraid to walk around uh, because we're going to know what our immunity uh, system is like. Look, the, Ron DeSantis, again, leading the nation. In in testing and getting not just these antibody tests in here that are that are quick that are 15 minute tests, but also he said that they were the first um, state in the union that's going to have a a mobile testing facility for the original coronavirus. So if you you know you don't have to go down to lot J or one of the other testing facilities or your doctor's office, they're going to have areas where look if there's a lot if there's an outbreak and they need to test a lot of people quickly, they can send the uh, they can send the coronavirus you know four by four expedition you know like like we have storm tracker they're going to have coronavirus tracker and they're going to send them out somewhere and they're going to be able to do all those mobile testing plus the antibodies uh 200,000 of them coming into the state which is going to be that's going to be a lot of that's going to have a lot of help for us as well 855-765-1045 is our number 855-765-1045 is our number but it seems like uh, you know Florida right on track and like we said earlier a lot of people now uh, changing their tune about how the governor reacted and how the uh, local mayors have been reacting and they've changed their tune on Florida and said the way Florida is reopening and the way Florida has handled this crisis should be the model for the rest of the country should be. But again, Ron DeSantis is a Republican. Florida is a red state and Donald Trump lives here. So not, I wouldn't expect too much praise heaped on our little state. We have to take another quick break. We've got traffic, weather, the news, and then uh, everyone else waiting on the line. David, Maria, Harrison, Chris, everybody hang tight. We got more whatever you want Wednesday calls coming up next on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Hope all these social distance snitches are ready to face the people they're snitching on. Oh, yeah. Snitches get stitches. That's the 855-765-1045. All right, we got a few minutes left here. We're going to take some more of your phone calls for whatever you want Wednesday. This is the day of the week where we just turn it over to you. And if you have something on your mind, something you want to talk about, something you'd like to discuss, uh, well, it, it's all, like I said, it's all on you. 855-765-1045. Maria's in Palm Beach. Hi, Maria. How are you? 
Hi, great. Uh, new listener. I'm from New York. I really enjoy you. Found you very educational. Oh, I appreciate yeah, I'm that. Calling because, thank you. I'm calling because uh, the Texas governor is an Obama appointee. And, of course, he's elitist and arrogant, and that's why it's so super important. The Texas governor? Or the, you mean the judge? I'm sorry, I'm, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. The Texas judge. The Texas judge. He's an Obama appointee. He has, of course, the elitist attitude. Mm -hmm. And it, it, that's why it's so important for President Trump to get elected again so that he can keep appointing judges yeah. that Congress has been stalling. And uh, that's all I want to say. And you no, do you're, a great job. And you're, well, th listen, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And welcome, uh, welcome to Florida. Although everyone from Palm Beach is originally from New York, so that you don't even need to specify that. But listen, you're right about that. And that's the, that's one of the smartest things that Donald Trump did. He knew going into it that the real power, long term, long term power is in the judiciary. And that's why he said, hey, how many judges need to be appointed? Great. How many more can we appoint? Great. Let's do it. And they are constantly in the uh, in the um, uh, Trump White House appointing these conservative judges, these these judges that are constitutionally based, not these activist judges that you see, um, you know, coming through the last administration. And and he's going to continue to do that. And that's why the Supreme Court fights are so important. And you know, even look, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is in the hospital yet again. What, the fourth time? You know, I'm not saying, you know, we wish ill on her, but I'm saying we have to be prepared for a potential another replacement to the uh, to the highest court. There's also, you know, all these all these appellate judges. Uh, I mean, it is it is so important. Donald Trump has flipped the Ninth Circuit Court in California from from Democrat or liberal to conservative, which is unheard of. But so important because the judiciary is where the Constitution is upheld. You can have elected officials who who trample over the uh, the uh, Bill of Rights like they're doing now. You can have governors do that. You can have senators do that. You can even have a president do it. And that's why the judges are so important, because the judges are the last line of defense between us and the Constitution. And if Donald Trump is remembered for anything at all, it will it will definitely be the the uh, the the speed and the reliability and just the sheer number of conservative judges he's been able to appoint to the courts and how important that is, because that's where your legacy is protected. You know, one of the reasons why Barack Obama's legacy is being dismantled. OK, there's two reasons. First of all, it's awful for the country. And number two, there's no judiciary in place to to fight to protect it. Um, and that's something that that uh, Donald Trump is, you know, kudos to him. So, look, four more years of Trump. Yay. After that, it's anybody's ballgame. But with these judges in place and the judges that he's going to continue to put in place over the next four years, his agenda and his ideals and your moral values and conservative uh, conservatism will continue to uh, to reign in the United States of America just because of what he you know, he's planting the seeds today so that conservatism can grow and bloom for generations to come. Not nice. Eight, five, five said that should be on a successory or something. This is uh, David in Jacksonville. How are you doing, David? Hey, Mario, love your show. Oh, thanks, um, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Hey, I just thought I'd give it some kind of perspective yeah. of how grateful we are in this country. I've got church family in Zimbabwe, and they're on lo lockdown because of the virus. But they're not concerned about the virus. They're more concerned about hunger. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. and in, order for the, in order for them to move around, say, like to go to church or work at a church, they have to have a signed uh, uh, letter saying that it's okay. So with people complaining about the lockdowns and everything, they should really look about it could be worse. Oh, I mean, it, look, listen, it could be worse, sure. But Zimbabwe is not a democratically uh, elected republic. Zimbabwe does not have a constitution like we do. So 
it could be worse. Yes, we could be we could be locked down with armed guards outside. We could have to show letters every time we leave our house. I get all that. Uh, but it's bad enough for Americans because already our, our, our basic core rights, the right to free speech, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to practice your religion the way you want, these have all been violated in several states around the country. So, you know, yeah, I, it could be worse, but I think we're all like, let's stop it before it becomes worse. We've seen how it, you know, it's all, we've seen the beginnings of these attacks on liberty, on personal liberty. And I think enough of us are annoyed to the point where we're like, look, we don't want to, we're not messing with that at all. 855-765-1045. We need to nip it in the bud. 855-765-1045. This is Chris in Michigan. How you doing, Chris? Good, how you doing? Oh, good, man. What'd you want to say? I just want to tell you about our dictator government. Hang on, Chris. Believe. I'm going to pop you back. I'm having trouble hearing you. I don't know if you're, like, battling a robot or something there, but something's going on. Rick in Jacksonville. Hey, Rick, how are you? Hey, Mark, uh, I, I, I hope I didn't uh, miss something on this, but when they put that lady in jail, the last thing that was about was whether or not she would say she was sorry for being selfish or whatever it was. And I'm like, as soon as you put somebody in jail and it pivots on whether or not you're sorry, that's political. That is not crime. She's oh, 100%. Political prosecution. No, you're 100% you're right about that. The problem, I mean, the biggest problem with this thing is, Okay, there's a lot of problems, but you're right. The judge saying, I will levy a fine on you and not arrest you or incarcerate you if you apologize for being selfish and admit that you were wrong. Uh, and he said, if you don't do that, then I will incarcerate you, which I firmly be believe or which it's clear you deserve. So he's saying you deserve to be incarcerated for violating the court order saying you can't work at your hair salon. And when she refused to apologize for providing for her family and helping her employees provide for their families, when she refused to apologize to the judge because she said, I don't you can throw me in jail. You can find me. I've done nothing wrong. That's when he wielded his authority and bastardized the bench that he was appointed to by saying, OK, if you since you're not going to since you're not going to apologize to me, I'm throwing you in prison what kind of country that's not the country we live in and uh and as someone called pointed out i'm not 100 percent sure it sounds like he's an obama appointee but uh, i'm sure we'll get to the bottom of that here and it's a horrible story it's a horrible thing that happened and it just goes to show how politically power hungry these people are and how they're they're feeding it's almost like they're feeding off of each other you know, somebody gives an order that's unconstitutional and then a judge somewhere is like oh yeah well uh we're the law of the land no you're not you're there to interpret the laws of the land, not create them. And there's no law against not being apologetic. I mean, if, if being unapologetic were against the law, I'd be serving a life sentence. No, I'd be on death row. 855-765-1045 uh, is our number. This is Chris in Wyoming. How you doing, Chris? Doing good. How are you doing, Mark? Oh, doing really well, man. What's up? Well, uh, I was going to go on about the vaccinations, but... Something struck me out of you saying how Florida should, uh, we should, everybody else in the country should take Florida's stance on this whole coronavirus thing. Man, I'm, I'm up here in Wyoming, and hell, the only thing this coronavirus has really affected is turning this 37 year old roughneck into a school teacher for my two kids. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Today, kids, we're going to learn how to rope. 
Here's what you do. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great point. That's a great. Well, look, Wyoming's different. I'm saying Wyoming maybe is a. You, you guys have had a low infection rate. I understand that. You also have a low population. Florida, pretty popular state. Uh, a lot of people from around the country. Um, and I think what you know when you, when you see that we've had the most uh, unemployment filings in the state, really in the country. Really, the only problem we've had with Florida is our unemployment um, system. That people can't get online, they can't register, they can't get their money, and there's a full investigation into that right now. So yeah, look, Florida and Wyoming, two great examples of how to handle yourself during a pandemic. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. Join the conversation. Send Mark an open mic using the WOKV app, and he'll play it on the show. Or not. Either way. Send one in. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. Thanks so much for joining us. 855-765-1045. All right, sorry, but so we're... Uh, we just got the flight plan, the path of the flight for the Blue Angels flyover uh, on Friday. Their flight path, May 8th, Blue Angels are going to start at Naval Station, Station Mayport, which makes sense. They're going to fly south along the beaches, turning, le- I guess, I guess west. They're going to turn around the uh, Sawgrass Palm Valley area. They're going to come back north a bit, and then they're going to cross through the Bay Meadows area and the south side. And it looks like... They're not going to come right over the station, but they're going to come. They're going to come just south of where we are right now. So we're thinking if we can get on the roof, because here, look, this is this. Are you looking? I'm looking. All right. So okay, it looks like we're going to be we're going to be just. Oh no, they may be. Yeah, they're going to fly right over us twice. It looks like we might see them twice. So we're going to try to get roof access, and if if that's the case, we'll just broadcast the show from the roof of the building on Friday. And that way we can see the uh, Blue Angels and you can hear them and we can all experience it as they fly over because that's going to be really exciting. They're going to start at 11. Get this. They're going to start at 1140 and they're going to end at 1152 almost. It's crazy. I mean, I mean, they fly at supersonic speed. So I guess I guess that's not too. I guess that's understandable. Do you think a Blue Angels pilot hates flying commercial? Like well, God, it takes it's five so hours slow. to get to California. It's like, yeah, it's like when I drive with my wife. Yo, right? She's a slow driver or oh, a fast my, driver? She, my, she's like all safe and stuff, and she's driving in the right-hand lane. And she, when she, if she needs to exit and someone's in the right-hand lane, she lets them go ahead. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Eight, it's it's like the light, If the light's yellow, she stops. It's like the opposite of road rage. It's, it's, a, road it's horrible. I can't say, I'm a blue angel, and my wife is like a, <laughs> like a Delta pilot. That's exactly what it is. 855-765-1045. I will say this. I was, uh, we went to, um, one of my son's friends like a week ago had one of those parades, you know, birthday party parade. Yep. And it was down in, uh, St. John's County. So we all got in the car. It was the first time in a month I'd driven in the car with my entire family. Probably about 45 seconds into the trip, I was like, man, I really miss driving alone. You're getting anxious, right? <laughs> it was, it was like, hear why are you breath. going so fast? You're speeding. Oh. I'm like, I'm, I literally, don't make me turn this car. You haven't been in the car in a month and a half. Don't make me turn it around. 855-765-1045. JC in Jefferson, Georgia. How you doing, JC? Good. My question to you is they need their, I think they need their guns back and they need, they need their money back, if you ask me. I agree. Thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Always good talking to you, JC. Uh, this is Harrison in Jacksonville. How are you, Harrison? Uh, pretty good. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. What do you want to say? Well, I got something I think is pretty important. I haven't heard this anyplace else. Back in uh, uh, several hundred years ago, uh, the bubonic plague 
hit uh, Europe. And those people that survived passed down uh, a certain immunity to other diseases, including, I think, this virus. Therefore, people that came from Africa, from uh, Mexico, and American Indians don't have that same heritage passed down to them. And that's why we're seeing them have a higher rate of disease. Huh. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about that either. Uh, but, you know, there's uh, all plagues are somewhat interlinked, you would think. And uh, and I have you know and I know that the, the poverty levels have a lot to do with it too the um, the ability to social distance people that are that are under the poverty level it's tougher for them to social distance plus the healthcare isn't as good but I didn't even think about that either about how how the immune systems are handed down from generation to generation because of all the European plagues that um, that European Americans or Americans of European descent have actually encountered that's you know what again a great point well if we ever talk to Dr Fauci. We'll ask him about that. This is Annie in Jacksonville. Annie, Annie, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Oh, hey, how's it going, Annie? What'd you want to say? It's great. I wanted to talk about the hairdresser that got arrested yeah. for cutting people's hair. Um, good for her, because here in Jacksonville, I know of a couple places that never shut down. They kept it on the down low. But second of all, I've been to my hairdresser's house, and my fiance's barber has been to our house. I don't see the difference in what she was doing. She was doing it safely. Yeah. No, that's true. I, uh, I I appreciate that. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We I know that, you know, um, I don't know that anyone that's ever cut my hair has been arrested for being open. <laughs> I think after, after a couple of haircuts, I've wanted to have them arrested. But, uh, you know, you can't arrest somebody for giving a bad haircut. Look, there comes a point where and this is why there's a couple of reasons why people break the law. Number one is they have no other choice. Uh, and if you have no other choice, then what you do is, you, you know, you take matters into your own hands. That's why people are like, I was at the end of my rope, so I started selling drugs. What's the guy from uh, Breaking Bad? Walter White. Walter White was dying from cancer, had no money to give his family. All he knew was chemical and chemistry and chemical reactions. So he said, hey, I could teach at high school and leave my, my family uh, penniless when I die, or I could become the crystal meth king of Albuquerque? Albuquerque. Yeah, Albuquerque. Uh, so there you go. And that's what he did. That was his choice. He had, he had a life of crime. This woman, I mean, it turns out she was the same boat. Although she wasn't mixing up crystal meth, she was mixing up some, some hair dye and foils and, and, you know, giving somebody a trim. And all of a sudden she winds up in jail with a $7,000 fine. So that's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons that people commit crimes. The other reason is they just don't think that the government is going to be able to enforce it. You know, you the reason you speed, we were just talking about that, the reason you drive faster than 70 miles an hour on 95 is because you doubt the government's ability to enforce that law. Well, the problem with this is you got all these snitches turning in their neighbors and their and their and their uh, co-workers in the business park calling the cops. So it's no longer just the police enforcing the law. It's the people. What's wrong with you people? 855-765-1045. All right, we got to get out of here. Traffic, weather, news. Uh, Mark A. Show returns tomorrow. Oh, wait. Caller 9 right now gets a $50 gift card to Carabas. Caller 9 gets a $50 gift card to Carabas. Thanks, Carabas. 855-765-1045. We'll see you tomorrow. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer.
Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.